Hi, and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And this week we are covering Practical Magic. And I have titled this Love Spells and Midnight Margaritas. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) I I couldn't decide which one, so it's both of it. I want a margarita now. (laughs) I know. I almost brought some tonight, to be honest. Damn. (laughs) All right. So the book was originally published in 1995, and it's written by Alice Hoffman. Uh, The movie came out in 1998. It's rated PG-13. It's a comedy drama fantasy. Nice. (laughs) Uh, It's an hour and 44 minutes long, directed by Griffin Dunn, uh, screenwritten by Alice Hoffman and Robin Secord? Secord? Never heard of her. (laughs) (laughs) The IMDb synopsis reads, Two witch sisters, raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town, face close-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them ever finding lasting love. You know what's funny? Mm. Is that if you read the book, you wouldn't know that that was actually the synopsis. No. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) I think we have some thoughts about the book. (laughs) I wasn't able to find too many... Fun, interesting facts, but I did find a few. So Practical Magic is actually one of three books um, about the Owens family and the Owens lineage. Um, Obviously, that's the one we're covering today. But there's another book titled The Rules of Magic, which was published in 2017. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it's a big time. That's like a lifetime. (laughs) Is like, it? I mean, I guess, yeah. If I think 95 it, to 2017, yeah. That's a long time. Like, I'm a totally different person than I was. Right? In, <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and I actually found out that they're going to make the rules of magic into a TV series for HBO Max. Wow. So, are you saying we might cover it at some we point? Might, yes. Somewhat. And is Sandra Bullock going to be in it? Probably not. <laughs> then I'm out. <laughs> um, and then Magic Lessons is actually going to be released this coming Tuesday, October 6th. And wow. that one is actually going. Um, so, both of these. Two other books are prequels to Practical Magic. So the one Magic Lessons is actually going to be Maria's story. So they're ah, like... You know, oh, they're so like, it's from. almost be like a period piece. Yeah. So wow. yeah, I think Rules of Magic kind of goes back to when the ants were younger. And then Magic Lessons goes all the way back to Maria's story. Wow. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Ooh, that makes me excited. Yeah. And then Alice Hoffman, who, like we said, wrote this book and also um, the screenplay. She actually wrote the screenplay for the 1983 film Independence Day, which stars Diane Weist. Diane Weist, I think, Mm -hmm. who plays Aunt Jet in this movie, which I thought was interesting. Also, she wrote the book Aquamarine. That they then ad- adapted into the 2001 movie that stars Emma Roberts and JoJo. <laughs> uh, that's that not on our list. I did not no. know that was a book. I didn't either until. But I found it definitely this. is now. <laughs> that wow. <movie> is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's it's a movie. That's so. true. Maybe the book will be better. Yeah. But yeah, some interesting weird facts. <laughs> uh, can I get your initial thoughts on the book? No. No. <laughs> I want to wait to talk about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's just. It, I feel like she might. I mean, with. The, between Practical Magic, Independence Day, and Aquamarine. She's all over the place. She's a little all over the place. Yeah. It kind of explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> the movie was a total flop. Really? In, in the theater. So the budget for the film was $75 million. It only grossed $46 million. So they lost like almost $30 million. Oh, wow. But... I mean, this movie, I was actually shocked when you said you hadn't seen this mm-hmm. movie because it has a huge cult following. Yeah. It's on, you know, during Halloween time all the time. Um, 
I grew up watching this movie. Uh, side story. I had a friend, my best friend in high school, her parents were divorced. And so on the weekends she'd stay with her dad. And so we would always go over there cause he would like buy us candy mm-hmm. and McDonald's and stuff. And we used to watch this movie literally every weekend. <laughs> and I think it's cause we were younger and we thought it was like kind of a cool, sexy movie yeah. or something. But so, but now it, so many people love this movie and it's, it kind of sucks that it took, you know, years after it released cause right. they lost so much money yeah. on this. Well, film. they they still get residual pay, right? Yeah, but <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about like a six dollar movie ticket true. in in you know 1998, That's I guess. True. So, so this movie, you know, it was supposed. Well, we in the movie they actually don't say where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they never specify a town they're in. But in the book, we're told that the ants live in Massachusetts, and then uh, Sally lives in New York. Mm-hmm. Well, they never say it in the movie. Um, but they it was keep act- referring to it like it's an island. Yeah, so it's but- an island. So, but it was actually filmed in the San Juan Islands in Washington State, oh. which is where I'm from, and I've been there before. That's so cool. they did it impartially in Friday Harbor, and which is actually one of the. I mean, the San Juan Islands, there's a bunch of them. Um, Friday Harbor is one of the bigger islands. Uh, but I guess, like, the people in the town kind of thought they were a nuisance because the film crew took up so much room there that there was no parking in downtown. And it was just, they were annoyed with it <laughs> after, after they were filming. The movie was actually cursed by a real witch. So what? yeah, they brought in, the director brought in an actual witch to consult on the film to kind of bring some authenticity to it. Well, evidently there was some argument about money and she wanted a bigger percentage of the film's profits, which there weren't any. For consulting? Yes. And <laughs> she wanted an additional payment of $250,000. Well, they didn't. <laughs> they yeah. didn't pay that. So she ended up leaving and she threatened, she left the director a um, voicemail and threatened to curse all of the land that they were working on and actually curse the director himself. Oh, wow. He actually ended up after the movie going and getting an exorcist because he was <laughs> oh so scared God. of this witch. <laughs> So don't uh, mess with witches. No, I mean, that would freak me out too. (laughs) So the big mansion that we see in the movie, it's this big, beautiful kind of dollhouse looking Mm -hmm. mansion. It caught the eye of Barbara Streisand and she wanted to buy the mansion. Only problem is it's not real. Oh, it was a set? (laughs) It's what they call like a shell. So it's, they built basically the outside of the house and there's nothing inside right, of it. Right, I've heard of that. Okay. Um, and then so most of like the indoor scenes uh, were all filmed in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why they didn't actually build the whole house there, um, one, for budget, but two, uh, the land that they were on actually has a really rich Native American history, um, which a lot of the islands up in the Northwest have. And they were told that they couldn't dig on that mm. land. So that was one of the reasons as well. So they just basically built a dummy house. on. Yeah. Top. So Barbara <laughs> did not get her house. Poor Barbara Streisand. <laughs> but it's, I was, it's beautiful. So I don't blame her. <laughs> uh, so the scene that we all love, know and love from this movie is the midnight margarita scene. <laughs> and they act, the uh, actresses actually came out and said uh, that during that scene, they actually are drunk. Oh, that, nice. <laughs> that they were actually taking tequila shots and drinking margaritas. And by the time that they were done, they were all pretty tipsy. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pretend, why pretend? Just drink it anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the cast of the film has some heavy hitters. Right off the bat, Sally Owens, is who is one of the Owens witches, uh, is played by Sandra Bullock. 
who does not age. I love her. I watched this movie the other night. It came out in 1998. She she looks the same. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit younger. She's beautiful. She might actually be an actual witch. I'm I'm convinced. <laughs> After this, I am convinced. She actually had five movies put out in 1998, which is crazy. That's a lot of movies. She was in like one in her year. prime at that this point. This was kind of her prime. So this is after Speed One and Speed Two. Mm. Well, as we know, Speed One box office hit. Yes. Speed Two, not so much. Not so much. Keanu <laughs> was out, and so was everyone else. Yeah. So after that flopped, this was actually the reason why she decided to do practical magic because she was so interested and just loved this script so much that she didn't care if it was going to be a box office hit. She just wanted to do something that she really cared about. And clearly it wasn't. So yeah. So, which was fine. Uh, but she enjoyed it. <laughs> We're glad she's, she was in it. Yes. Uh, Jillian Owens, who is Sally Owens sister is played by Nicole Kidman, who again, might be a witch because she doesn't age either. Mm. She hasn't, she hasn't aged or she's aged a little bit more than Sandra Bullock, but I actually love her in this role because it's not as serious as all the roles we see her in now. So it's a little bit younger, funner side that we get, get from her. Yeah. I don't normally like Nicole Kidman. She just gives me that, like this uppity feeling. Um, but in this role, she was kind of like, I didn't expect her to be the wild child. Yeah. I thought she was going to be the more reserved one. And, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I I liked their pairing of these mm-hmm. two because they're they're supposed to be opposites. Yeah. And that's, I felt like they did that. And they're actually still really good friends to this day. That's cool. And a couple of years ago, they actually reunited at some awards thing and they were just saying how much they still love each other. That's and cute. So Aunt Frances is played by Stockyard Channing. She was Rizzo in Greece. She was in West Wing. Uh, the Good Wife, and originally this role was supposed to go to Vanessa Redgrave. Do you know who that is? The same, the name doesn't sound familiar. She is the mom of Jolie and Natasha Richardson. Wow, <laughs> I know. I feel like everything is kind of like intertwined somewhat. Wow, some way. I did not know they had a famous mom. Yeah, That's so cool. they actually and. Uh, you would actually, I think if you were to Google her, you know exactly who mm-hmm. she is. But I guess she actually had the role and they just weren't able to come to an agreement on money. I uh, like Stockard so. way better. She was great. Yeah. I love her. When you just mentioned she was in Greece, it, I just had like a, oh my God. Because yeah. she's so much younger in that in that movie. But she looks exactly the same yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> I know. Aunt Jet, who is, you know, the other sister and aunt in this movie, is played by Diane Weist. Is that how you pronounce it? Weist. 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 She's in Life in Pieces. She was in Edward Scissorhands. I thought she was great. Yeah, she's really cute. Jimmy Angelov <laughs> is played. He is the uh, kind of the love interest bad boy of Jillian. Mm-hmm. And uh, is played by Gorgon Viznik. Uh, yep. <laughs> he is actually Armansky in Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. They and, don't look... Well, I guess, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I mean, he's a lot younger yeah. in, in this one. And then he's actually in The Boys, the series that, that we love. Is he the bad boy? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, so he's been in a couple things that we've known, but this role was actually rewritten for him. Oh. Because as we'll, as we'll talk about... Jimmy's role is a little bit different mm-hmm. in the way he's described, but it's because of Goren's. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, I did when I was reading the book, I did not like picture him. I didn't picture the accent. I mean, yeah. he's from Arizona in the book, so yeah. I'm like, 
that just didn't match. But you mean not a vampire cowboy, right? (laughs) (laughs) So Gary Hallett, who um, in the book, he's the detective in the book uh, that comes to visit the sisters, and is played by Aiden Quinn. I don't know too much about him. They did want someone who looked kind of classic, Mm -hmm. like an old classic movie star, and I thought that that they definitely got that. They hit that on the head. But one of the reasons I brought him up is because his character was actually a lot more predominant in the movie than it was in in the book correct (laughs) the last character i was going to talk about is kylie owens is played by evan rachel wood Mm -hmm. who is in westworld yes which that series blows my mind so i couldn't (laughs) i just stopped because i couldn't hold track of what was happening (laughs) but kylie is sally's little is one of Sally's daughters. Yes. So one other person I did want to make a note about, only because I personally love her, Camilla Bell, who plays mm-hmm. the younger version of Sally. Yeah. She, she doesn't have a big part in the movie, obviously, because they mm-hmm. grow pretty quickly in the movie. But I personally love her, and she, she is what inspired my eyebrows. She is eyebrows. Oh. She's eyebrows goals for me, <laughs> and I love her. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to give her a little there nod you to her. Give she her a little shout yeah, out. Yeah. She. I mean, she doesn't play in a lot of stuff, but she's pretty well known. In yeah. The, you know industry i guess (laughs) one other person who's not on this list is ben fry yeah he got completely written out of the book for the movie so he uh in the book ben fry becomes jillian's love interest for a good half of the book Mm -hmm. and they don't include him at all no we'll get to that but yeah it's very (laughs) uh very odd that they completely wrote him out yes all right time for our games section um, first up, we have Who Said It? So I'm going to read you some quotes. Did you have trouble getting some quotes? Yeah. Because the book is written... It's all narrated. It's pretty much all narrated. I have thoughts. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So the first one. Promise me you won't stay here. You'll get all crumpled up like a piece of paper. You'll ruin your life. Was that Sally? No. No. Jillian to yes. Sally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Next one. You don't have to make any excuses for who you love. Oh, gosh. It's a tough one. What a great quote, though. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that at some point. To you, Roche. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go with Aunt Jet. No, it was Gary. Gary? Yeah. Wow, with the wisdom. I know. Wow, Gary. (laughs) All right, next one. That just goes to show that you never can tell about a person by guessing. That's why language was invented. Otherwise, we'd all be like dogs sniffing each other to find out where we stood. I lo- I remember <laughs> reading this quote and be like, I bet Roche is going to put this in there. But now I can't remember who said it. Oh, no. Uh, Aunt Jet. Close. Aunt Francis. Okay. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you half a point. Great. All right. Last one. Work is what people have to do in order to have the bucks to party. That's truth right there. <laughs> um, Sally. No, I tripped you up a little. I gave you two of Jillian's. Ah, <laughs> you've never done that. I know. Well, it was getting, you were getting too good at this. <laughs> I am getting good at this. Not, not now, not now, no. Not anymore. <laughs> Way to shoot me down. <laughs> All right. Next up is F. Mary Kill. I mean, you could have pretty pretty much guessed who I was going to pick, but <laughs> we have Sally, we have Jillian, and we have Gary. Sally, Jillian, and Gary? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to marry Gary because he has a job. (laughs) He's got those pretty eyes and he can flip pancakes. He can make little cactus pancakes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to kill Sally because she would just drive me nuts. A little worrywart. And I'll quote unquote, uh, make margaritas with uh, Jillian. (laughs) 
because she knows how to party so oh my god that's funny (laughs) i will also marry gary because he just seems like a really nice guy (laughs) and he has a job i mean sally has a job it's not a better job but it's still a job (laughs) i will make margaritas with sally because i think she's a cool chick i mean she's a little uptight but so am so am i so it's also sandra bullock right that too um and then i'll just kill jillian because i don't really like nicole kidman (laughs) and she's messy oh right and she's messy okay do you want to share your thoughts about the book now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. As I mentioned before, this book is almost entirely narrated. And I I did not like it at all. No, I hated the book. It, was, it wasn't even that it was hard to read or hard, hard to follow. It was like, I, I wanted freaking dialogue. I wanted like interaction between the characters. Yeah. What I thought was going to be hard for you because you hadn't seen this movie mm-hmm. before was to even figure out what the plot was. Well, yeah, it's, it's in the book. Different. There's yeah. In the book, <laughs> the plot is kind of spread out and there's yeah. different things going on. Uh, I don't say it. I, I can't say I loved this book. Yeah. I love that it was short and I got to, it didn't take me very long. Yes. But. So overall, just before we even get into the book versus movie, it was not my favorite book. Were you worried about watching the movie after you read the book? Yes. I was like, I'm sorry. Hannah has said this is like one of her favorite movies. What about this? It's going to yeah. be so great. I don't really get it. But. Uh, I started worrying actually because I haven't watched this movie probably in a couple years and I started reading the book. I'm like. Oh, God. I was like, it's been a while. Like, am I remembering this wrong? Had you read the book before? No, I'd never read the book before. So I was Do you feel like it kind of ruined it for you? No. I think it just... I'm sad if people read the book and they were like, I'm not watching the movie, which is maybe why it wasn't a huge box office hit, you know? True. No. Sandra Bullock can do no wrong in my eyes. And (laughs) this, like I said, this is one of the movies that just, whenever I watch it, it takes me back to a different time in my life. And... In all intents and purposes, it's a 90s movie. It is the cheesy, love, kind of whimsy 90s movies. And that's what these were back then. So you got to kind of take it for what it is. Yeah. (laughs) So Love Spells and Midnight Margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) So the movie starts off and there's a voiceover that says that, you know, basically witches got blamed for everything that went wrong. And we get the first uh, scene is during pilgrim time sure <laughs> so i don't know if, i don't think that's an official era <laughs> but it's at a pilgrim witch trial and maria is is there and we get a little bit of backstory of who maria is and she's one of you know one of their ancestors and she is being hung for being a witch basically mm-hmm. and she then jumps off herself and the the rope breaks and now they really think she's a witch, right. <laughs> a witch, which is basically how the witch trials went. Magic. But she ends up casting a spell to never love again. And it actually turns into a curse that any man that any Owens woman loves ends up dying. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, there's your plot Correct. <laughs> that we didn't get in the book. <laughs> and then we get the idea of the Death Watch Beetle which comes into play later on in the book. So basically there is a, a beetle that anytime is heard means that someone that they love is going to die. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't happen out of the blue. Like they right. know it's cut. Co- they know the death is coming. And we find out that this is what happened to Sally and Jillian's dad. Mm-hmm. They're on the beach and then the, the beetle comes and then he ends up getting hit by a 
no. And he was in a car accident? Yes. Yes, he was yeah. in a car accident. And in the book, I believe both the parents die at the same time. Yes. In the movie, they basically say that their mom died of a broken heart, mm-hmm. which I have a feeling means that she ended up killing herself. Killing herself is what they kind of insinuate later on. So then Jillian and Sally are sent to go live with the ants. And in my notes, I just have kids are so mean. Yeah. <laughs> like they go to live with their aunts. Their aunts are notoriously known to be witches in, in the community. And these, we see these kids just taunting Sally and Jillian as, you know, as they're growing up and they grew up learning all of these spells, which was different from in the book. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's almost like they didn't even really talk about them actually being witches. No, there's like zero magic being done in the book. Right. It's kind of <laughs> which like... Which is awful. If you're going to give me a book about magic, yeah, give me something. Give me spells. The, give me anything. Yeah, the spells and magic are very much more prominent in the movie, yeah. which I was so happy about. So we get a woman knocking at their back door, which in the book they explain that the women in town, even though they called them witches and were afraid of them, if ever they had... Um, a desire for a man or they were having love troubles the the ants were where everyone went yes and particularly they talk about this one woman in the book a lot she worked at the drugstore mm-hmm. and she wanted a man who was married to somebody else and they did this spell for her that made him fall in love with her uh she's actually the woman who comes to the back door yes. they touch on it very briefly yeah. uh but we know that in the book it ends pretty tragically like this guy comes totally becomes totally obsessed with her yeah it's creepy yes it's very creepy and then she kind of comes back to the ants and then she can't talk anymore it's like this whole big part of the book but not necessary so i was like okay how they did it in (laughs) in the movie um the same scene we do see sally and jillian in the staircase where they would always stay when these women came over because they wanted to know what was going Mm -hmm. on and (laughs) and i think it's sally says I never want to get married. I never want to fall in love. And Jillian's like, I can't wait to fall in love. <laughs> yes. And then we find out that Sally or uh, Jillian is just a train wreck <laughs> in love. <laughs> so another or a scene that gets added to the movie is Sally makes as a child makes a love spell for the perfect man. She makes up this man that just doesn't exist. Like he has one blue eye, one green eye. He mm-hmm. rides a pony backwards. His favorite, you know, shape is a star. He flips pancakes and so they her sister goes you know why are you making this up and she's like i'm making a man that doesn't exist so i never fall in love and i'm like you know what that does sound like a perfect man flipping pancakes (laughs) different color eyes that doesn't really make a difference backwards yeah (laughs) so the next scene is sally and jillian are now a lot older we see jillian they're still at the aunt's house and jillian leaves with a man you know in the in the book we get to know that Jillian does leave home kind of about that same time. And then she jumps from man to man. She Mm -hmm. gets married, you know, three or four times. Basically, I think it's because she doesn't want to fall in with them so much that they're then going to die. And then, you know, she gets her heart broken. You know, she promises to Sally that she'll come back. They'll make a blood pact, which doesn't happen in the book. Does not. (laughs) But is important in the movie. But is important. And really in the book, they kind of talk about how the ants were pretty upset that she left like that. In the movie, the ants don't seem too upset about it. They get excited when she sends postcards. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love that, you know, people still send postcards. And I still love getting them myself. Um, I liked the ants so much better in the movie than I did in the book. In the book, I got that like 
typical th- thought that you get when you think of witches, like dark clothing, like really just like mean, mean. attitudes. They are not like that at no, all. No, I think when the when they first get the girls, they're like, okay, so we're gonna have chocolate for breakfast, <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay, like when can I come over? Yeah, they sound like fun ants. <laughs> yeah, the cool ants. <laughs> That's how I am, totally right, totally. Oliver. <laughs> A scene that we get in the movie is, I believe it's Aunt Frances. They're walking through town and she's saying hello to everyone and just being like a pageant queen and everyone is turning away from her. They're like, oh God, these witches are here again. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like still for all this time. She's still like, whatever, it's fine. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to still be nice. Uh, And this is the scene where we get to see Michael for the very first Mm -hmm. time. Mike, you can see automatically that Michael and Sally kind of, make eye contact and there's a connection and there's a connection so (laughs) i have it in my notes saying that sally and michael are drawn to each other and then they do the typical bachelor kiss where she runs and then jumps (laughs) and brings her her legs around him and then they start making out and it just makes me laugh every time i see it on the bachelor because i'm like if boyfriend Ray and I tried to recreate that, we would definitely fall over. Oh my god. <laughs> like I would feel like a bulldozer trying to <laughs> I'm picturing it now. <laughs> like it would be it would be really funny. Um, but it just wouldn't happen right. as gracefully as it does in the, <laughs> in these moments. Uh but they fall in love, they get married, they have two girls, and she says that she has, you know, the normal perfect life. Mm-hmm. So going back to the book, in the book, Sally is like very upset with like the ants and Jillian and just everything. And she moves to New York. Yes. She moves the girls to New York away from the ants and everything. In the movie, she sticks around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she isn't anywhere. I guess they didn't feel the need to leave. <laughs> no. And I actually like, I love the little small town aspect of this movie. Yeah. So I was really happy that they kept it like that. Uh, and we also see kind of as a side scene of Jillian meeting Jimmy for the very first time. And the song that's playing during this time, it's called Twisted Love. I swear, this is the, this is one of the things that just brings me back to high school and watching this movie. Cause we used to listen to this song all the time. <laughs> if you ever get, you know, bored, I'll look Spotify it, up. it. Speaking of songs, I completely forgot to bring this up during the bachelor kissing scene. Oh yeah. The song that's playing is this kiss. Oh yeah. I love that song. I told you nineties movies, man. So good. I was like, this is perfect for this little scene right right here. It was really cute. cute. Running past their picket fences. (laughs) (laughs) So then, you know, ultimately we hear the death beetle around Sally and in the book, she doesn't even really believe this curse. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't hear it. Like, I don't believe it. It's nothing. In the movie, she's like, oh, God. Yeah. This is happening. Don't ha- don't let it happen to me. She pulls up the floorboards. Like, I always remember that scene of mm-hmm. her trying to. And I, part of me is like, what are you going to do when you find it? <laughs> like, I don't think if you kill it. It's it doesn't gonna, do it. I, I yeah. don't think that's how it works. I know. I, all, all I kept thinking was, wow, she's going through those floorboards really fast. <laughs> I know. She was whipping through them, man. <laughs> but then Michael does get hit by a truck. In the book, he gets hit by some drunken teenagers. Yes. So it's a little bit different in the movie. Um, but ultimately, he's gone. Yeah. Gone. And this is actually, after this is when she decides to move the kids yes. to New York yes. in the book. Yes, you're um, right. But same, same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she goes to the ants after Michael's killed in the movie. Uh, she goes to the ants and asks them about the curse. Like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And this is actually where the ants say that they put a spell on Michael to right. fall in love with her. 
which I think is kind of important because, you know, spoiling a little bit of the end, she does find her perfect man. And I, I was kind of like, but yeah, but she married Michael. Yeah. But not because she fell in love with right, you know, right off she, the bat. She thought that that was her one true love, but come to find out the ants had meddled in that. And that's <laughs> <Yes>. why. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a good, you know, meddling ant? I mean. Wouldn't you just love your aunt to just, you know, make a little spell and you have a not man? Not if my husband ends up dying. Well, that doesn't have to be part of the deal. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you just pick one out. Be like, I would like that one, please. <laughs> and she really wants them to bring bring him back. And this is a very important conversation because they're like, we can bring him back. She knows that they can bring him back, but they won't. Yeah. Because they know, you know, if they bring him back, it won't be him. It won't be natural. And what will come back will be dark. Yeah. Which, foreshadowing. (laughs) So, you know, instead of moving the girls to New York, as they do in the book, Sally actually moves the girls in with the ants. Mm -hmm different from how when they moved in with the ants she was like we're not gonna be doing any magic we're doing nothing yeah she still wants to keep that like semblance of a normal lifestyle for her yeah and she and she feels that the magic that her ants did like ruined her life so no magic for anybody no fun for anybody (laughs) (laughs) and at this point sally won't get out of bed in the book there's a whole year where mm-hmm. Sally doesn't get out of bed. She, she doesn't even speak. She doesn't speak yeah. for a whole year. The next scene we get is the scene between Jillian and Jimmy. So they are in, they're in Arizona. They don't actually really at this point, don't say that they're in Arizona, but no. we know, but he has a huge drinking problem. And she talks about how she was putting belladonna in his drink which is a basically an herb that puts him to sleep Mm -hmm. so then he won't hit her when he gets too drunk in the book they call it nightshade it's a different type of herb (laughs) it's all the same all the same (laughs) gets the job done yeah so something that gets added into the movie that in the book jillian is calling sally Mm -hmm. and she just sits on the phone with her sally doesn't say anything and she's trying to just help her through you know the death of her husband in the movie she gets in the car and she heads she heads north i guess from here because they're going up to washington (laughs) not to new york so sally shows up at the ants and we get this scene where I, I actually thought it was like days and days that Jillian was there. Come to find out Jillian was only there for like one night with Sally. So that was actually a thing. I thought that for a second, I thought, yes, it was. And then I thought maybe she dreamed it because it was so quick. Yeah, it was very, very quick. So it actually did happen. To my comprehension, it did happen. Okay. Because she was in the car. She was driving. True. Okay. So yeah, unless, okay. unless I totally missed something. <laughs> we'll go with that (laughs) so um but she basically just she talks her through it um she tells her about jimmy dracula cowboy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so which his character is a little bit different in in the movie in the book he's just kind of like some dirty scumbag drug dealer from arizona in the movie he's from like armenia or something random country yeah slovenia yeah (laughs) something like that so she calls him dracula cowboy (laughs) um and she tells she tells sally about how she would put drugs in his you know in his drinks to to make him go asleep to go to sleep and then we see that sally's starting to get out of her depression and then basically jillian leaves again and she was only there for one night weird i know 
She's effect- efficient. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene we get is Sally opens a botanical store. <laughs> Does not happen in the book. <laughs> no, she works at a school. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, sure, why not? But it kind of made more sense for her to open a botanical store of like lotions and yeah, you know, with everything going like on at the aunt's house. Uh, yeah, got plenty well. to do. <laughs> so in, in this scene, we actually see that her little girls are getting teased. And at one point, one of the girls goes, I hope you get chicken pox. To some <laughs> random kid. Yeah. That was funny. So side note about the girls. In the book, Sally's daughters, Antonia and Kylie, are much older mm-hmm. in the book. They are, I think in the book, Kylie turns 13. That's Antonia right. is like 17. And, you know, you go through their teenage angst and you start seeing that, you know, all the boys are starting to love them mm-hmm. and they're starting to get some witch powers. You don't get any of that in, in the movie. Plus, I don't know if you caught on to this, they flip the girls. Kylie is the older one in the movie. Antonia is the younger oh, one. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I have no idea why. That's true. They still kept, like, their features and stuff because Kylie's still the one with, like, the reddish hair and, yeah. like, the power. Right? right. Okay. So they just changed their ages. Right? Yeah. They just swapped That's so who random. was older and who was the younger one. Yeah, I didn't one. notice that until you said that. So it might have been just something that happened in casting. Um, and another thing that we missed out, though, in the movie is that in the book, Kylie, as the younger um, sister, and Jillian, the aunt, have a really, really close relationship. Mm-hmm. Almost like a mother-daughter type relationship. And we don't see that at all yeah, in, the, that's true. in the movie. But yeah, that's just a little note about the girls. Yeah, well, and not to mention, as you mentioned, they're older. So they actually have friends slash love interests in the yeah. book that were completely written out yeah, of the Yeah, what movie was the too. strange kid's name? Strange kid's Gideon. name. Gideon. Gideon <laughs> was, yeah, Gideon was Kylie's, like, best friend who she then, like, has a, you know, has feelings for. And then Antonia... Um, starts liking this guy named Scott who mm-hmm. delivers stuff to like the ice cream parlor yeah. that she works at. So yeah, they completely wrote those well, two characters and, out. And in the book, the girls don't get along for most of the book. That's true. They're at each other's, you know, they're very, very mean mm-hmm. to each other. And then something happens to Kylie that brings them together. Yeah. And then they're very close. In the movie, these girls are just as close as Sally and Jillian were. Right. Which I kind of like because there were so many moments where it was like, they look like another... Another generation another, of them. Another generation yeah, of them. That's true. So I, I liked how they did it yeah. in the movie. So the next scene we get is Jillian calls Sally. And right off the bat, you know that Sally or something is wrong with Jillian. So Sally goes to a hotel. She gets on the next flight out to Arizona mm-hmm. and meets Sally at the hotel, which does not happen in the book. No. In the <laughs> book, all. Jillian shows up to Sally's house. 18 years later. Yes. She hasn't seen her in 18 years. Yes. And she just shows up. Yep. Uh, so she gets to the hotel. She realizes that Jimmy has punched Jillian over a donut, which dirt bag. Yeah. And so they're trying, she's trying to get her out, you know, get her into the car so they can leave. And they notice that it's a blood moon and that nothing happened. Nothing good happens when there's a blood moon. Jillian does the typical, you know, horror movie thing where they're just about to get away. And she's like, wait a second. I forgot something. (laughs) And she goes back into Jimmy's car to grab her tiger necklace to to protect her from the blood moon. And, of course, Jimmy's waiting there to 
you know, basically kidnap her. Right. <laughs> uh, so Sally's driving and I kind of love this whole scene. Like it's awful. She's being kidnapped, but like the connection between Sally and Jillian, like they're basically talking to each. So maybe you're right now that you think about it, because in the car, she doesn't actually tell her this, but yeah, she yeah. like, she tells essentially through telepathic something. She, uh, Jillian tells Sally, the Belladonna is in my purse. Yeah. Like, Drug hit, so maybe basically. you're right. Maybe she wasn't. I think there. they have some sort of thing going on. I don't mm. know. Who knows? Someone needs to like enlighten us. It on just that sounds fact. cooler <laughs> when there's like magical things okay, happening. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so they give him, you know, the Belladonna so he'll pass out because he's being a jerk again, obviously. And he wakes up. He's trying to choke Jillian. And then all of a sudden he passes out. And he's dead, right? <laughs> like dead, dead, which does not happen in the, in the book. So what happens in the book is that Jillian just shows up to Sally's house with dead Jimmy, with dead Jimmy or presumably dead Jimmy. <laughs> and they go bury him in the backyard. <laughs> End of story. Yeah. Not really. But, uh, so now they have him, you know, in the back of the car, just dead. And they decide to drive to the ants <laughs> just, and they, you know, they take him back to the aunt's house. And I love this scene because it's so funny. So they have Jimmy on the ta- on like the mm-hmm. kitchen table and clearly like, you know, they're witches, but they haven't been practicing witches. Right. So they're trying to just like wing it. And I'm like, this is what I would look like trying to do magic. Oh yeah. They're like, I think we're supposed to do this and then put this thing in the, yeah. It's- and she's like, I don't know. And then she's like, I need something white to write on his chest. And she pulls out the whipped cream and I'm like, Oh my God, this would be me and Rosha trying to do a spell. <laughs> And then they panic because they can't. They don't want to put poke needles through his yeah, eye. Which I'm it, like, yes, yeah, same. <laughs> but I just, I just thought it was so, and it was so like relatable. Totally. <laughs> that I love this scene, and but they do do the spell, and he's alive. <laughs> and then Sally kills him again because he tries to kill Jillian, and she hits him in the back of the head with, <laughs> with the frying pan. How many times can we kill this guy and bring him back to life? I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, I mean, it goes back to the little bit of the foreshadowing when the aunt said, "If you know, if we bring him back to life, he's not going to be the same." Right. And this is what happened to Jimmy. He came back even worse. So they buried him in the backyard, and they said that they're not going to tell the ants. And so they bury him. And then all of a sudden we see these rose bushes starting to starting to grow mm-hmm. like immediately. And in the book, it lilacs, yes. I believe it's like these huge lilac bushes yes. that are growing out of season. Like people are drawn to them. Yeah. The smell of them is like intoxicating. And Lilac is a very strong scent. It is. So I'm not sure why. Do you that's... think just they couldn't get any lilacs? I don't know, but I do know roses are like grow very well up in the Northwest. So there if they were trying to do some sort of regional thing, but they didn't mention that they were in the Northwest. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Um, this flower, that flower, it's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> so this is the part where we find out that, you know, Jillian hasn't been home for so long. So she's getting ready to meet the girls and she's like, I hope they like me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then they run in and they are like, Aunt Jillian. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. that and that's cute. always my like my fear when I go home because I don't see my niece and nephew for you know I think yeah. last time was like eight months I'm like oh my gosh are they even gonna remember me and but the you're, second you're a good aunt and you actually send them gifts so like they they associate you with presents with fun things yeah I so like oh yeah cool aunt <laughs> I Anna know. <laughs> I know so but when they run to me I'm at least like okay cool we <laughs> we remember each other <laughs> 
So the next scene, which is not in the book, which I think is just like a funny add-on, is phone tree day at the school. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I actually want to make a note um, yes. about when the kids uh, show up. We do get the first inkling that Kylie might be a little bit... Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant, because she looks out the window. Presumably to us, we don't see anything, but mm-hmm. she clearly senses something. So ah, that was the first inkling that she yes. might be a little different. Yeah, and then poor Antonio just hasn't... It's fine. No hasn't one. blossomed yet. <laughs> because she's younger, apparently, in yeah. the movie. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so phone tree day, which is basically like, I guess... I feel like a phone tree was very much like 90s PTA. I don't even know what that is. I was so, trying to figure it out. And I just... So basically a phone tree is... It, I, if I'm at the top of the phone tree, like when something bad happens. So like the principal will call me to tell me there's a snow day. Okay. So then I'm going to call you... And then you are responsible for calling two other people. Oh. Those two other people are responsible to calling two other people. So the principal doesn't have to call everybody. Yes. Got it. So, but Because whoever... they do kind of mention it in the book, too. I just didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. So the person at the top of the phone tree is the most important. Because if they don't do it, no, it won't no one will know. Got Nobody okay. will know. <laughs> Got it. Now we have... Text messages. Yes. <laughs> Group text <thank> God. messages. <laughs> but, you know, Sally just wants to be part of the phone tree and they never pick her for mm-hmm. it. Um, so Jillian shows up to this PTA meeting and I love it because she shows up and all the like the homely women are like, oh no. And then she's like, hold on to your husbands, boy. <laughs> hold on to your husbands, girls. And I just thought it was so funny. And then she does a spell to get sally on top of the of the phone tree got it okay that's so funny (laughs) so midnight margaritas it's time it's one of my favorite scenes it's i think it's just a classic movie scene Mm -hmm. that whenever i hear this song i see them dancing around (laughs) and it's to the song lime and the coconut you know the classic song and it's really just them with the ants having margaritas at midnight and just talking talking crap about boys and just having fun. And I love this whole scene. But then at some point during the conversation, once they're like really toasted, they look at the bottle of tequila and notice that that's the type of tequila that Jimmy would drink. Mm-hmm. So they're like... And was drinking when they put yes. the belladonna in it. So they were like, where did you get this? And the answer like, someone left it on the porch. <laughs> and so everyone sobers up real quick. <laughs> they realize like they should not have done this Mm -hmm. and the ants are like we're out of here like we know that this is not you guys clean up your own mess they give the girls you know pieces of aunt maria's lucky rope Mm -hmm. which i'm like oh god how morbid right (laughs) because it's the rope that she was being hung right yes right but they're like clean up your own mess you know, and I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is actually where we see that Kylie is clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. She is, she sees Jimmy outside in by the roses and no one else can see him. So she knows that he's out there. And in the book, she sees people's energy yeah. and, and really just the world's energy. And I was like, what a cool gift. <laughs> I don't know. That freaks me out. <laughs> Seeing dead people. Yeah. That freaks me out. But being able to like see someone's energy and knowing if they're in a good or bad True. mood. Because then be you cool. can ignore the, or like, you know, not talk to the ones that are <laughs> yeah. in bad moods. Yeah. So, I probably have like a bad aura around me always. <laughs> you'd be red. Just <laughs> Well, that's, that's what I, that's the equivalent of the resting bitch face these days, I feel yes. like. Because ha- I'm like a pro at that. So no one usually approaches me. <laughs> this is true. 
We have another friend who has resting happy face, so you guys balance each <laughs> <Yes>. other out. <laughs> uh, so then we see Jimmy's boots are actually rising from the dirt. That was weird. That was really weird. And then they kind of sink. <laughs> and we this happens in the book as well. And Sally thinks if she cuts down the rose bushes that everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she does do this with the lilacs in the book. Um, and it does kind of help things out for a little bit in the book. A little bit. Here it made zero difference. Zero difference. <laughs> But while she's cutting down these rose bushes, in walks Gary Hallett from Tucson, mm-hmm. which they felt they need to put him in like some like cowboy leather type jacket, suit yeah, jacket. They're, they're not really making Arizona look cool in this no, movie. No, they make it like very like honky, like yeah. <laughs> drug dealers and leather, right. you know? But uh, so he shows up, he's looking for Jillian. And Sally says that she felt like she's having a heart attack and we get this in the book and come to find out it's because she's drawn to Gary, you know, and she's like, I'm having a heart attack. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, she's having a panic attack, but I'm like, how many people, you know, that, that happens a lot to people during (laughs) pandemic alone. I've had like 20 of those. Right. (laughs) Scary. And Sally's like, I don't think I can lie to him. And I just like, I loved her in this whole scene because it's just like, she's trying to, play it cool and yeah. she just can't we find out that gary f- had found a letter that sally had sent to jillian before she left tucson this happens in the book but the letter that she sends in the book is kind of a nasty letter mm-hmm. to her saying like how could you leave your family right because she's essentially been gone for 18 years yeah and in the in the movie it's kind of a nice letter it's like we've missed you mm-hmm. and we wish you were here and you know, in the book, we get the draw- the long drawn out that Gary read it a million times and which they do hit on in the movie yeah. um, a little bit. But in the same scene, Sally ends up just word vomiting right there <laughs> right. <laughs> and says that he basically kidnapped Jillian. This happens like she word vomits a little bit later in the book, not during this scene. Well, um, Gary in general happens way later. Way in the later. Book. I think it's like. Like the last three fourths like, into the book. Oh yeah, it's way later. <laughs> yeah. And having having seen the movie, I'm like, when is Gary showing up in this book? I'm like, if Gary's not in this book, I am baffled. But he finally shows up, and he talks about how he's looking for Jimmy because he's connected to a murder, and it's a murder of a girl that they found on like the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. In the book, he's connected to like three dead kids on campus. I believe at U of A. They don't say it, but I'm assuming that's what <laughs> it, was, it is. It's the only one there. And it's because he had given them bad drugs. Mm. It was like rattlesnake poison, which I'm like, could we get more cliche? Which, which he tried to play off as LSD. Yeah. So, and good these one, kids Jimmy. ended up dying. So that's why they were looking for him. So the reason was a little different in the movie. And in the book at this point, Gary leaves mm-hmm. and Sally basically goes to the hotel and, you know, in, she goes to, like, the front office of the hotel, talks to the woman there, and then she meets up with Gary in her car and confesses, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they killed him. Yeah. And then Gary, then they start making out because <laughs> they're drawn to each other. Right. Because come to find out, Gary is Sally's one true love and that they're drawn to each other. And that's why she can't lie to him. Right. He's the impossible man that she had essentially created that potion way back when, when exactly. she was younger. And in the book, you know, she kind of pushes him away and that's the last time we see Gary, she leaves. And that's the last time we see him. He, he doesn't really resurface until, until the end, the of, very, yeah, very end. That's true. Um, but in the movie, we kind of get a montage of what, <laughs> 
of what the neighbors think might have happened to yeah. him. Gary goes and like talks to all the neighbors, and it's I love this scene because it's like these neighbors still like have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> they all have like opinions, but no one really knows the truth about this family. <laughs> yeah, not at all. So Gary gets um invite or Gary's going to come back the next morning. And so Sally and Kylie, this is one part that we do get of Kylie and um, Jillian, Jillian. Actually, they make a spell that's going to banish Gary. Yes. <laughs> that they're going to like, just send him, send him away. Yeah, they're trying to mix it into the syrup that they're going to yeah. use. <laughs> so Gary shows up to breakfast and this is actually where it really kind of starts clicking that he is the girl that she, or the guy that she made up because, he starts flipping the pancakes and, and everything. And one of my favorite interactions though, is between Gary and Sally. And he basically just says, ask, are you hiding Jimmy here? And she goes, well, not in the house yeah, because he's in the backyard. And he goes, did you guys kill him? She goes, yeah, a couple times, <laughs> which is not wrong, <laughs> which is not wrong, but she says it in such a sarcastic yeah. way because she can't lie to him. Right. But she's at least saying it in a way where he's not going to think she's serious, right. you know, but they're sitting down to breakfast and you know, the girls are starting to realize because the girls know about their mom's list of all the things that she wanted in a man. Mm -hmm. And they saw him flipping pancakes and now they saw his detective's badge, which was a star. Mm -hmm. And one of her things was his favorite shape is shape a star. Is a star yeah. So the girls are like, no, this is mom's true love. So they <laughs> go and throw the syrup down in the ocean so he doesn't get banished. But at the same time, one of the toads, which is actually kind of bigger in the book, they talk about how like a toad is almost like a bad omen. Mm -hmm. And, but it, so in the book, or sorry, in the movie, uh, a toad comes up and burps up the ring that Jimmy was wearing. Yes, which is a very distinctive ring. Yes. And in the book, uh, Kylie's actually the one that finds it. Yeah, the toad follows her into the house and and essentially does the same thing burps it up she looks at it thinks nothing of it and puts it in an area in the house where then later gary actually ends yeah. up finding it yes so gary had found it in the earlier in the book and now it's coming to light yeah. in the movie um so gary and gary's just basically like you guys need to get a lawyer i i can't help <laughs> you guys out here like <laughs> like clearly something's going on and at this point you know sally and jillian feel like they're just kind of dead in the water and Sally gets so mad at Jillian. She tells her to leave and that she's going to go, you know, she's, she's done with all this and yeah. that she's ruined her life. She runs, <laughs> she does the, you know, the nineties montage run <laughs> to Gary. How at small it, is this town? <laughs> Friday Harbor's pretty small. Okay. <laughs> I mean, runnable, I guess. <laughs> but so she runs to Gary's hotel. Uh, so that kind of is like what happens in the book. I mean, sort of. she drove there. Same difference, yeah. I guess. While she's there, she finds the letter that she wrote to Jillian. And she was like, how many times did you read this? And he's like, a bunch <laughs> a lot I swear i'm not a creep <laughs> yeah and then they start making out and and everything and then they're on the bed and she realizes that he has one green eye and one blue eye so it clicks to her finally like oh no this is the guy yeah. you know so then she you know freaks out and she leaves she gets home and this is all this does not happen in the book yeah. whatsoever <laughs> so basically after this all happens like there's very little left in the book at this at this point. Right. But also, again, let's mention a lot happened in the book that they've completely taken out of the movie. Right. So 
a little bit of both ends of the whole spectrum. But at this point, it's not even worth mentioning what happened in the book because it has no relevance to no, the movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But continue. <laughs> so uh, Sally gets home to find that Jimmy has taken over Jillian's body. Yeah, that was creepy. It was really creepy. It's like an exorcist moment. Mm -hmm. And he comes out of her body. And Gary had actually followed Sally back to the house. So come to find out. So Gary is wearing his, you know, his silver, you know, detective badge. badge. Mm -hmm. And so Jimmy tries to basically go in and take his heart and it ends up burning and basically banishing the ghost away. So we all think it's kind of fine and dandy. You know, the ghost is gone. And then there's a, you know, scene between Sally and Gary and she's telling Gary, like, you know, I sent for you, but there's a curse. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of what's going to happen. And Gary leaves. Yeah. Gary's, you know, they're still not sure at this moment, like what Gary's going to do when he gets back to Arizona. But she's like, you know, if our paths cross again, great, but yeah. I don't want to do this to you. Well, and Gary says something along the lines of like, a curse only works if you believe in it. Right. And I don't. So you get the sense that like Gary's like, I'm willing to risk this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she gets back inside and they realize though that Jimmy is still inside of Jillian. She's mm-hmm. still taken over her and the ants finally come back and help. <laughs> like, They're like, they- Enough time has passed. We yeah. should go back. And and you kind of get the fact that they knew that they were going to have to come back at some point. Because right. they were like, we figured we'd come back in the nick of time, but we almost didn't make right. it. <laughs> and I love this part because we see the phone tree come into action. Because <laughs> yes. they're like, we need more people. We need more women, you know. And they talk about how there's a little witch in everybody. Mm-hmm. That if what you believe, if you believe it's true, that you can help you know, with the magic. And so they pull out the phone tree and we see the women start coming. And realistically, you kind of start to see that a lot of these women were just kind of curious on who these women Mm -hmm. were. They were more afraid of the unknown. So the second they were like, oh, wait, you're actually going to show me? Right. Okay. They were all interested. (laughs) You know, so. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, ooh, I want to know about witchcraft. (laughs) Exactly. And so they start making a big pot of witch's brew. And in the book... (laughs) What I thought was funny is that the ants were like, we, cause the, at the, this point they're at Sally's house in New York mm-hmm. in the book and she doesn't have a big witch's pot. Mm-hmm. So she's like, well, my spaghetti pot do. <laughs> so they make the witch's brew in the spaghetti, in the spaghetti pot, pot, but they're doing it uh, at the ants house right now. And then the women make this big circle around Jillian in, in the living room. And they're basically doing an exorcism. like an exorcist. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like they, it, they get him out finally and I mean, after kind of where it looks like it's not going to turn out well for, for Jillian. And then Sally kind of sits down with her and is like, you need to fight this. Like, and their sister blood bond. Yes. That's kind of where that <laughs> yeah. comes back into play. She, she cuts both of their hands again and, and puts them together. And that bond essentially is what finally takes his enough. spirit out. Well, and they coax him out with tequila well, as well. <laughs> they, people usually coax me out with tequila too. So. Right. Uh, and then so basically he goes up and turns into dust and you see all the women like, you know, brooming him out. That gave me anxiety because they weren't really doing a good job of brooming. So there's probably little bits of Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy just hanging everywhere. out in the house. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. And then so we get that we see them coming out with the witch's brew, which happens in the book and they pour it over where all the ashes were and you know he's he's gone and in the book 
He doesn't take over Jillian's body. Yeah. He doesn't really, he never comes back to life no, at all. He's just in, kind of a presence that Kylie really only feels. Yeah. And they know that he, you know, he has sinister energy around them. But in the book, so they, you know, make this witch's brew and they basically just pour it over where he's buried. Mm-hmm. And then they like put a bunch of stones on top of it. Yeah. And that cleared it up. They created like a little porch patio thing. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have, they're going to have breakfast on it later. <laughs> So, and and that's kind of really where the movie starts to wrap up. They get a letter from Gary from Tucson basically saying that his death was accidental mm-hmm. and that it it very much seems like it was in the book where Gary placed the ring on some unknown body that couldn't be identified right. and they said that that was Jimmy. Correct. <laughs> Which, so. like... Good job, Gary. Good job, Gary. Good old Gary. And then Gary comes back. Of course he does. He loves her. He loves her. And, you know, that doesn't happen in the book, which I was very... Yes, it does. It does? Yes, it does. Really? Yes. Why did I not notice that? (laughs) Yeah, they make... It's literally like the very last few pages of the book, but essentially he comes back. It's made to sound like Jillian may have called Gary... And gotten him mm. to come back for her, which we don't really get in the movie. But yeah, he definitely comes back at the end of the book. Well, then too. book Gary and movie Gary are okay in yes, my eyes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see it's Halloween night, and which I thought was funny because at one point in the movie, someone asked, like, oh, are you a witch or whatever? And Sally jokingly is like, Yeah, we jump off our we jump off our house on Halloween. <laughs> and they actually and that's what they actually end up doing. Um on Halloween night, they stand on top of the mansion and they put out the umbrellas and they jump off very much like omnius paratus in uh gilmore girls <laughs> remember they jump off the ledge oh yes 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 <laughs> so and then that's kind of where the movie ends and i loved the voice over i think it's sally at the very mm-hmm. end and her last words in the movie i think are the last words that are in the yes. book and it says you know always throw spilled salt over your left shoulder keep rosemary by your garden gate plant lavender for luck and fall in love whenever you can and i love that that kind of wrapped up that yes, way that was very cute so and that was the end of of it so a, a lot was different um a lot some, was left out a lot was left a lot, out a lot was added yeah so i mean when we are answering the question did the movie stay true to the book it's a hard it's a hard one because I don't think it did, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, there was quite a lot of changes. Um, so if that's your only question, or if we're only looking at that, yeah, I don't believe that the movie stayed true to the book. No. <laughs> and and I think for a good reason. <laughs> so would you buy the book or would you buy the movie ticket? I'm buying the movie ticket. Yes. I can see why you why this is one of your favorite it's, movies. It's an easy watch. It's a it's a feel good and have some candy and margaritas and you're good while you're watching. Sounds this. like a plan to me. <laughs> All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. Go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Booby Girls. And you can also email us at theboobygirls at gmail.com. So I eased you in to our Halloween episodes. Yeah, this was pretty, pretty tame. We have five, lucky for you, we have five Thursdays in October. I don't even know why I agreed to this. So we are doing five horror, magic, witchy books. Spooky Uki is what I'm calling it. Spooky Next week, not being so nice, we are doing The Shining (sighs) by Stephen King. 
Gird your loins. I'm scared. I'm really scared. <laughs> I've, I've never read the book, and all I've heard about the movie is that it's really freaking scary. And Considering I, you live alone, don't watch it. I'm doing in, it in daylight. In the, yeah, daylight. I'm putting my dog on my lap. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie.